Thank you for tuning in to Easy Tarot Lessons. We teach you how to give awesome readings. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the easiest way to learn the tarot ever free audio lesson series. This is uh, Easy Tarot Lessons, the series I'm doing with Becky. Uh, we are going to be doing something that Becky requested. Um, it's a short series on reversals. I think we'll do maybe, I don't know, I haven't really decided, two, three, maybe even four episodes just on reversals. So uh, hopefully we will solve this problem for everybody once and for all. And uh, this is all brought to you as part of the uh, the full Tarot Academy course at EasyTarotLessons.com where we will teach you to master the tarot far beyond the skills of any other reader you will meet anywhere on the planet. Um, and we'll do it in just 10 months today with lots and lots and lots of practice. But today we have uh, a free lesson. And uh, so, reversals. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Becky, because I want to ask specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. Why did you want to do reversals? What, what, what prompted all this? What's going on in your head? <laughs> well, it could probably be re-entitled Becky's Problem Tarot Areas Number Three Thousand Six Hundred and Fifty. Um, it's more the fact that not as bad as it was with the court cards, and you know we've jumped those hurdles. But with the reversals, um, I have struggled. First of all, I used to be terrified of them um, because it was something else that, like I've said before, it broke the fluidity of a reading because you'd suddenly go, oh, my goodness, it's a reversal. And that part of your brain that was flowing suddenly stalls. Um, But then I kind of struggle beyond almost doing an exact reverse. So if card upright means A, card reversed means B. And it was getting very rigid which is everything I didn't want to do and I've said it so many times it probably gets boring but I can feel a shift in me where I'm suddenly going from intuition to intellect and if I let the intellect take over too much I might as well be one of those people that just sits down with a load of um, keywords and did readings that way so when I can feel that starting to come that's the point that I'll address an issue so what I wanted to do was start looking at reversals kind of you know real life scenarios and just working through them because it's another kind of mental hurdle to climb did you um did you ever play on the monkey bars as a kid i love the monkey bars one of my favorite things to do was um to uh, hang upside down by my knees yes because you know, I guess I went to the circus once and or short five times as a kid and um, I loved the acrobats and and so hanging um, sorry you know you hook your knees or whatever like the trapeze the the trapeze artists when they're hanging up like down yeah um not only was it you know a great sensation just feeling upside down but it was a unique perspective now after the first few times, I wasn't, um, it, it, at first the world was upside down, but, but I don't know about for anybody else, but after the first few times, it suddenly hit me. I mean, 
wasn't like, oh, I understand it. Literally, it just became my reality yeah. that the, the world wasn't upside down at all, which was kind of defeating the point. But um, but I realized that I was upside down. Um, yeah, of course, intellectually, that was easy enough to do. But just from a sensory point of view, I wasn't seeing the world upside down. I was seeing the world right side up, but I was upside down which gave me an enhanced perspective because I was able to um, relate to everything. Because if the world was upside down, that would have been very Alice in Wonderland. That would be very nice. But I retained the sense of reality or pragmatism because um, everything was in its rightful place. But me being upside down... Like I said, it, it gave me this, this perspective that I felt that other people didn't have because I could understand their world, but they couldn't understand how I could see the chaos of their world because I had a, a different point of view and I could always you know, re-enter their world just by standing right side up. But, I, but it felt like, I felt like James Bond. I felt like I could see something that they didn't. I felt like I was privileged to secrets that they didn't have just by hanging upside down in the monkey bars and just watching watching the rest of the world run and play and skip. Um, does this make any sense? So my point with all this is that if you don't understand reversals, it's because you don't understand the cards in front of you. In the same way that if you don't understand the world hanging upside down from the monkey bars, it's because you don't you don't understand reality. You don't understand. You know, you got to spend some time running around in the playground to get an idea. You know, the, the ball bounces in this square, or or you throw it against this wall. It's always something with a ball. You throw it against the wall. You hit it. You bounce it on on the ground. What an amazing! People say that. Uh, the wheel was the greatest invention. I don't think so. I think the ball was the greatest invention because we amuse ourselves with it endlessly. And uh, and it's a great way to keep your kids occupied for hours. Here, play with this thing. <laughs> but this round thing, yeah, there's a million different things you can do with it. Um, so, um, in that sense, back to what we were talking about, I firmly believe that the key to understanding reversals is just to see them exactly as what they are. Um, they're just little allegories. And I, I, I know Grandpa's going to rant again, but here I go for the 17th time, <laughs> probably today. There's no magical formula. There's no system of memorization. There's no ancient Egyptian Kabbalistic numerology that will ever replace the need to simply look at a card as an allegory. Everybody knows what an allegory is. If you don't grab a dictionary, it's a, it's a picture, it's a visual example of something that is representational of something else. Tarot cards have pictures on them because that's what they are. They're little slices of life. If you try to pigeonhole them into keywords and phrases, and I did all this, I, this is how I was raised, this is why I screwed up with 15 years of trying to make this work, and giving like boring, generic, crappy readings, you are going to meet someone and go on a vacation, and, and it just 
it drove me crazy. I thought there was something wrong with me. It turns out, well, it was. It's, I learned the tarot in the way that they were teaching it at the time, and it was crap. You know, it was like watching a old Lon Chaney movie, black and white movie, you know, back in the day, werewolves and all that stuff. You know, cross my palm with silver five times. You know, I've never met a tarot reader that talks like that, but I'd like to. I'd never get away with it. But if you try to pigeonhole cards or the card meanings into key words or phrases you're going to read like one of those old gypsies in the Lon Chaney movies you know you will get a raise or this card means a gift or this card means a journey or justice you're just going to end up with these boring generic readings so advertisement time this is why we have classes in fact this is why we have a whole damn school it takes 10 months uh, via our system to uh, learn the tarot from scratch. You know, if you don't know anything, you walk in the door. We're not going to teach you in ten minutes. So, you know, and and I just want to find these authors. You know, master the tarot completely in ten minutes or one, <laughs> one weekend. I want to just hold them by the back of the skull, and just keep fucking rabbit punching them right in the nose. So what the fuck's wrong with you? I hate people who steal people's money by lying to them and say that you'll be able to get a career bullshitting people and making the rest of us look bad by just spending 99 cents on this ebook and five minutes from now you'll be able to open up a shop and charge a hundred dollars an hour it's just not the way it goes you know? it's like i wouldn't want to go to a doctor who who said uh, yeah 99 cent i read this 99 yeah. cent ebook on how to be a doctor and and what we're doing is no less important so blah 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 we have a course you need to get you wherever you're doing just just study study under somebody well if you study with us great if you don't that's fine too just make sure you get a good teacher um but we've got a 10-month course really stupidly cheap it's like ten dollars a week um four hours of video instruction at least sometimes we go longer every week um two hours of audio you don't even have to watch all this but it's all there for you um Tests and quizzes are coming up. Step-by-step um, -step video instructions are coming up. Um, uh, all, all kinds of, um, all kinds of. Uh, oh, and then uh, interaction. We got a whole tarot community. We got study buddies, study guides, all this stuff. Um, my point is that I want you, just like Hogwarts, to sit your ass down in a, in a chair and learn this stuff from true professionals. And when you graduate this course. I want you to be able to go out and be a real professional, not just know the meanings of cards, but know the intricacies of how to read cards, how to apply them to a client's life, how to help them manifest their desires. Don't just tell them what's going to happen. Show them show them how to go out and change what they don't like. You get a reading you don't like, fine. Just say, tell your client, doesn't look good. Hmm, why don't you do this? And then show them how they can change the reality that's ahead of them because because that's what the tarot is all about it just shows us what's coming down the road it doesn't yeah. say oh my god you're, you're, you're destined to this becky what do you think i'm gonna stop real quick oh no i like your rants because i listen and i think there's so much in them anyway but no i agree and um you know, again, I think I'm probably getting boring because I say the same thing week in, week out. But I think if anybody's having even half a doubt, 
you know, you're giving them the opportunity through all of this just to kind of dip a toe in before they kind of take the dive off the high board. So I would say to people that if they're serious about doing this and are wanting to go beyond, as you say, these very mundane, generic readings, which, to be fair, you could probably go online and get a computer to do for you, um, signing up is the way to do it. And I think I don't think people realise quite how much they get when they do join up. And obviously kind of having um, a window into it all, it's amazing. And like I've said before, it's one of the best investments I ever made in myself. And I'd encourage anybody to do it. The what you teach works. Um, And I just I I think you're giving people the opportunity to kind of try. And I think they'd be silly not, not to if they're even vaguely curious. Well, it is one of the least expensive vocational schools to be found anywhere. And I think that's the thing is we treat it like a vocational school. This isn't just like a couple of parlor tricks that we throw together. Um, but anyway, look, if you want to strive for a dollar and if you're if you're in uh, Britain, I'm sorry, it's it's one dollar. That's uh, you know, I don't know how that commands. It's about uh, or, 60p, or, which is nothing. <laughs> holy crap. Sign me up. Um, <laughs> it's a good exchange rate right now. Um, yeah, you go to easyterrorlessons.com slash members, click on the green button that says sign up, and, and it, don't worry, it doesn't like automatically lock you in. You gotta actually like read and go, hmm, is this something I would be interested in? And then if you do, you gotta make four or five clicks in, you're like a PayPal for a dollar. And, uh, and, you know, but again, uh, I'm here to help you, and, uh, I'm moving on to astrology. So, you know, you do this or you don't, but, uh, I got other things to teach. So I'd like you to be here for it. Now, today, let's play a game. Uh, now, this is still instruction. This is the free version. We go much more in depth in class, but you get what you pay for. So today, since I'm in charge, or we're in charge because it's free, uh, we're just going to play a game. We actually, not so much of a game. I think this one's going to be more like an exercise. I don't want people to go, yay, it's a game. And it's like, oh. Oh, this is not really much of a fun game. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just say, let's call this one an exercise because it's kind of more what it is. This is really, really easy. So please, if you're listening at home, take notes, mental notes, write them down, and try this out. And if you don't uh, have a, st- a tarot study buddy, you can do this with yourself. Uh, if you do have a tarot study buddy, well... Um, Teach them how to do this. Uh, I I promise one thing. I can guarantee that you will like this, and I can guarantee – oh, two things. I can guarantee that it will help you tremendously in um, getting your uh, reversals, uh, in in learning the reversals and using them in not being afraid of them or not ignoring them anymore. So one of the ways that uh, we handle – reversals in in the tarot academy is uh the mirror method and because uh, anybody can look in a mirror it's like ah, oh, okay i'm looking in a mirror that uh i'm looking at myself or i'm looking at um somebody else in the mirror and they're facing a different direction so they're coming towards me or they're going away or if i flip the mirror just right you know my effect if i lay the mirror down on the ground i see what i look like upside down because now i you know, see my feet feet up 
So all, all I'm saying here is that uh, the mirror method says that a reversal in this method is simply a reflection of itself. It's, it's just, instead of coming at you, it's going away, or it's leaving, or it's ending, or it's dissipating. That's all it's doing. So, Becky, we're going to give people an example, and then mm -hmm. they will pick it up and do it at home at their own, on their own leisure. Uh, this is not taught anywhere else, but it's really simple, and it's really easy, and if you do this, uh, people at home, it'll help a lot. And if you don't like this one, we'll come back next week, and we'll give you another one. Another different exercise or game. But this one, I promise you, really, really easy. All right, so Becky, uh, I got my little replica deck here, and I'm going to uh, pull up an, uh, a card, and I'll read it upright. But I'm not going to tell you, here, for example, Eight of Wands. I'm not going to go, journey by air, things moving suddenly, things all in the same direction, a good start. I'm not going to... I'm not going to do like generic meanings. Uh, I'm just going to pick out something. It might take me a moment, but uh, I'm going to pick out something and apply it to either a real life instance, like you know, you know me in politics or World Cup soccer. Can't get enough of that. Um, see, that's funny because I'm an American. <laughs> um, people in Portugal are like, yeah, and like, don't you get it? I was being sarcastic. Um, but I just love making enemies, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, it, or, or I'll just make up something on the spot like that, that sounds like it could be an actual uh, daily event. But the thing is, we're going to put it in perspective, keep it nice and simple. Becky is going to play off of that meaning. I don't, you don't need to go exactly off of what I say, but I want you to stay on the same topic. If I'm getting a raise, then something happens to my raise. Yeah. If, uh, if I'm going somewhere, then something happens to my trip. Um, and it doesn't have to be the only caveat, really, is that you can't just go say the exact opposite yeah. of what I say. Otherwise, where's the fun in that? Mm -hmm. And also, how is that possibly an exercise? It's just like being a parrot, squawk, squawk. So when you're playing at home, those are the rules. Um, keep to the original but put a unique spin on it. We'll give you an example here, and let me pull my cards together, and we'll start it in. All right, so let's see. I got some, I'm just shoving some stuff out of the way here. Um, I want to shuffle because I, I see a number of cards uh, that I'd like to pull, but um, I want to be completely thrown off guard here. Matter of fact, I'm going to make it even worse because I happen to have my deck taped up to the wall on uh, exercise 11. I'm going to put a different spin on this just to guarantee that this has not been rehearsed in any way. Um, we're going to do everything the same, Becky, but you're going to hand me the card that I have to start with. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let me just and then I'll just... See, my exercise 11 is in the other room. Um, oh, no. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to work with. Um, uh, so I've got uh, I've got a deck in front of me. Memory of the cards. Okay, I am handing you the ten of wands. Okay, ten of wands. Just thinking, guys, kind of bent over. He's uh, carrying a whole bunch of wands. It's like, looks like he's going home. Um, so that's it. Just like you know what, <laughs> I've had a hard day. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm done. All of you, y'all go f yourself. Seriously. 
I've been carrying the load forever, going home and having a beer. Don't even call me until Monday. That's my meaning. Okay. Now, you reverse that, staying with the same general, you know, I don't want to, I'm going to lead you. I don't want to give you too much information. No, 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 because reversed is essentially a very bad habit I'm trying to kick myself out of at work at the moment in the fact that I'm the one sat at my desk still working through my paperwork waving my colleagues off as they go out for said beer muttering under my breath as I do it and working my way through and very definitely kind of um all work and no play is making Becky a very dull girl um at the moment so uh, but everybody else is a lazy sod uh, do you know what? I'd love to be that. I just, <laughs> my brain at the moment is just wired wrong. Um, so I'm staying in the office and I'm still working my way through and I'm not going home yet because I'm going to get it all done and I've got way too much to do and I'm waving my colleagues off as they go. Excellent. So there's your introduction to reversals. This will be easy for us next week because we won't have to go through this we can um, we can have fun just dealing with reversals so uh, I've got uh, oh haha well that's fine that's all fine and is easy but uh, what about court cards because I just pulled a king of wands so now we get to deal with court cards so oh my god a court card comes up what could it possibly mean okay is this my card now it's your king of wands. Okay, well, the king of wands, my, um, sorry, it is still going to go with the work thing because my boss at work is very king of wands in her mentality. And we actually had a staff meeting the other day that was meant to be a kind of, woohoo, hands together, come on team, we're all doing this. Yay, um, I'm going to clap along. She, she even bought us donuts and chocolate flapjacks to try and uh, raise the mood of the room. So we had a real kind of let's get our pom-poms out and cheer for the office and we discussed the kind of office Christmas party and what the office was doing well and everything else so my king of wands is my boss at work giving her kind of not rousing the rabble but keeping the rabble happy and raising morale kind of speech and staff meeting I love it have all the worker bees um, keep up their productivity by by Picking a distant thing in the future because it's a little early to talk about the Christmas party, yeah. but uh, it's like, hey, everybody, don't forget this thing coming up. And and by the way, keep working. Let's all be let's be profitable now so that we can uh, afford to um, have more than a tree. Yeah. We'll have more than a sprig of mistletoe. We'll actually have an entire Christmas bush. <laughs> Maybe a tree if you guys uh, put in a few uh, weekend hours. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say that uh, I was at that same meeting and I heard the um, the uh, all the blah, 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 and I'll tell you what, she doesn't know this, but I know that discount store that she got those damn chocolate flapjacks from, and uh, 
Mine was stale. <laughs> I've heard this speech because she gave it again. She gave it last year in July, of all things. And I, for all of her, you know, happy, slappy, clappy, let's just get together as a team and, and work real hard, um, it left me kind of flat. Um, so her Jedi mind tricks still king of wands reversed her jedi mind tricks just didn't work on me all this you know rabble rousing stuff is like no um maybe i'm just old-fashioned but i like my bosses to come in and say um look here's the thing we gotta do this and uh you'll all be taken care of um it's not that I don't appreciate her enthusiasm, but she's not fooling anybody. I realize that she gets paid twice as much as I do to make me, you know, get up and do the work for her. So, um, yay. All I'm saying is that it fell flat. Yeah. So there's my king of ones reversed uh, about, you know, her yay attitude. And I, right. I just have to interject really quickly. I'm so glad we did the court card series because when you said that, I think I had a millisecond of a heart flutter and that was it. It was like, okay, court cards, we're okay with them. I saw the King of Wands and I thought, oh boy, what is what are the chances that right away our second card in, it's going to be um, one of these annoying cards that, that you know, oh my God, King of Wands reverse. Uh, it's... Uh, angry man question well, thank mark goodness we did the court card series because like i say that i had that millisecond flutter and it's like no we've battled the court cards and won anyway okay so no and when well no certainly and if anybody has missed the court card series just go back a well last four episodes we did uh, kings queens knights pages everybody everybody got their turn in line uh oh and speaking of which of course, the Hierophant comes up because we couldn't do the court cards without the trump yeah. cards coming in. All right, so um, you get the upright, I get the reversed. So random scenario, Hierophant just comes up in a reading, and Becky says, da-da-da. Da-da-da. Um, okay, first thing that's popped into, head, into my head, we've got, um, we keep having tube strikes at the moment which is bringing London to its knees, like your subway. Um, they're going on strike for 24 hours at a time. They're bringing London to its knees because, you know, you're very reliant on your system. And there's the head of the union who is essentially dictating to pretty much the whole of London at the moment. But London's kind of almost having to play ball and sit and listen and take what's being said because we haven't got a huge amount of choice at the moment. So very much we the people are listening to what's been given out and we're having to follow this particular thread of argument and what's being said because there's not an awful lot we can do at the moment because we're so reliant on our transport system. Now, I'm all for the working man. Uh, I was, uh, here's a song about the son of a preacher man. Screw that. I was the son of a working man. Um, and 
you know, I like to get out in the streets and, and raise my fist as much as anybody else. But I, I just need to make sure that I understand this. So, Hierophant reversed. This jackass who sits on his throne of imperialness and, and self-righteousness, I understand he's got a beef with upper management. Down with the man. You hear me bitch about uh, privilege and, and sense of entitlement all the time. But I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. How is causing the working man and woman, certainly, I don't mean to be sexist in that way, how, is it, how, how does it possibly make any friends? Or how is it possibly helping the cause of the working person by preventing them from going to work? Because um, screw the boss, my landlord, I've never met a landlord in my life, not, not mine, who said, oh, you know those L.A. riots? that, uh, you know, happened like right down the street from you. I understand that uh, you won't be able to, to, to pay the rent this week or that you might be a little bit late. Um, go ahead and you know, take 25% off because it disrupted the economy. But if I can't take the bus, subway, tube, channel, whatever, hell, if, if um, we had that thing out here um, – not, not nearly as bad, but we had a bunch of uh, university students um, take some trash cans and form a daisy chain across the freeway because they were protesting something. And, and it was their right to protest, and they did in San Diego too, where they just walked across the freeway and stopped people from being able to go about their business because, God damn it, I'm pissed off. Mm. So in this same sense... This guy, I, I just want to make sure I get this right. This guy has taken it upon himself to tell all of the subway drivers or workers or I'm sorry, two whatever people to not allow tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, I guess over 24 hours, we actually add up quite a bit, to, to go see work or to go to work. What if those people are doctors or, or, or nurses and um or ambulance workers. This is exactly it. And in a real way. I don't mean to be alarmist, but, you know, hey, if my grandmother dies, fuck you. You know? But in a real life scenario, I work in a hospital and some of our doctors um, were actually staying overnight, either, you know, in a hotel near the hospital or in the hospital because they wouldn't have been able to get back for their shift the next day. So that's a very real life scenario you've just given there and and you know again it's it's easy to pick on the doctors i mean really it is i'll i'll because i'm about to do it right now and go oh well they're overpaid and blah 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 so ooh, a night in a hotel that's rather nice but i can imagine the doctor who did know this it's like find out like i can't what what do you mean i can't make it into my shift i'm like i went to the subway and and it's like i understand people's beefs and I and I want the whole freedom of expression but the power to shut down the the power of one guy's ability to shut down uh the the system 
Because, again, it is a system. We're all in this together. Yeah. Because he's got his fucking panties in a twist. I think somebody should club him over the head with a with a cudgel or whatever it is you guys got over there. Um, but, again, that's just my opinion. And I know other people have theirs. But to me, this is the epitome of the Hierophant reverse. It's like, uh, look at me. I'm so self-important. Harump, harump. And I just don't think that's any way to solve a problem i think it's just a way of, of bullying people and it's no different than the feudalistic bitches that i uh that i keep throwing uh, around mm. so so yes I, I i can't get behind him on this um okay there's my uh there's my rant but uh see what i like about this is that this card now is indicative of something to me that starts a conversation it's not just about oh um oh it's the hierophant so you know this this man will prevent uh mass transit from happening it's got me on a rant it's got me in a frenzy mm-hmm. and this is what tarot cards are supposed to do they're supposed to stimulate thought they're supposed to get inside your head and get your mind operating based on real life events and of course those tarot cards of course have to relate uh, or be relevant to those actual events not like we can just make things up but do you see what happened here i mean it was nice it was the king of wands yay but um but with this uh, as you said tube strike um we were able to look at real life uh, fallout from this particular scenario. Do you see that, Becky? Yes, I do. I do. This is the magic of of reading the tarot, the dusty white way, or the house of white way, is that with the innate understanding that we have of the cards, and this comes from the exercises we do and the games we play and the practice, and, and of course the lessons, but, uh, you know, exercise and games yay but by practicing and practicing all this it just becomes second nature um this isn't this isn't my fight it's a good thing that i'm over on this side of the pond because i can rant and bitch all i want ain't gonna change a thing uh nobody no no actual subway driver or or union worker was injured in in my rant (laughs) um but without this kind of understanding of the cards, you know, like uh, we would have been on to the next thing already. We're like, yeah, okay, it's a subway thing now. It's going to be an election now. It's going to be, you know, ooh, the chess match on TV. Um, I'm not sure they even do those anymore. They they, they might do it in like Eastern um, European countries, but uh, assuming that there's you know, not better uh, or more interesting uh, TV production locally. <laughs> But but not to uh, not to drill this into the ground, but I really like the um, serendipity of this that uh, the, these were three cards in, and um, the first card was rather generic and basic and interesting. I think it was an easy introduction. Second card um, showed us again by uh, you saw it here. It was live and unrehearsed. Uh, King of Wands shows up unexpectedly and shows us how to do core cards. 
And my main concern when I saw the Trump card was I thought, oh, well, Becky's going to stumble or it's going to be too hard for people. And instead, you got me ranting about things that have nothing to do with the Hierophant, but the Hierophant is is endemic. It's a not endemic. It's emblematic. Pick your words better. Um, it's a it's a perfect snapshot of the problem, the real problem. Maybe there are real problems with the treatment of workers. Maybe there are real problems with the uh, employee wage. I I'm not going to say anything about that because I don't know, but. When you have one person who wields this much power to shut things down, um, I'm afraid that the union system is now going to um, going to uh, have have its uh, find itself in the crosshairs. Sorry about that. I was trying to find the right phrase. Uh, an analogy would be. Um, there's a huge difference between having a nuclear weapon and using a nuclear weapon. And this guy just popped open a mushroom cloud over London and said, uh, hey, look at me, look at me, I can shut this city down. I think there's a lot of people who are going to make sure that uh, that system changes in the near future so that they have checks and balances to prevent this from happening. Because long after the strike is over, people are going to be short on their paycheck. Yeah. And that's just going to cause a little bit of a ripple effect. Yeah, it's not like that money's magically going to. Because I'm sorry, but I don't know about you guys, but at least in America, if you don't show up, you don't get paid. So I'm I'm certain that there's a lot of people that didn't make it to work that day, or their plans got screwed up, and it's just going to cause a ripple effect. Um, this, I know I'm still on this, <laughs> but this is what I mean by learn how to read the cards properly because we're not just giving information here you go here's a card uh temperance reversed well things are out of balance okay next card um with this one stupid card i think like 10 15 minutes later we're still or i'm still ranting but i think we're, we're still analyzing the fallout of this and realizing that this is a huge problem in and of itself that revealed itself only because this guy felt uh, it necessary to take action. So in the sense of solving one problem, which obviously needed solving, otherwise they wouldn't have gone this far, they opened up themselves to a, uh, another problem. Am I at all wrong on this, Becky? Please no, not, I mean, not at all. And, you know, just very quickly, you know, the first tube strike, I think kind of when you're in London, you've got fairly tough skin. So you just kind of you're a bit resigned and it's kind of OK. Yeah, can kind of see what their point is. But the fact that we're now facing the third and fourth strike in two months and like you were saying, I mean, I've got friends who've lost days work. I've had friends that have been forced to use up holiday because, you know, they're not going to get the time. They're not just going to give you a day off for nothing. Um, so there has been a massive knock on effect. There's been, te well, not so much now, but, you know, it's kind of there's been people not being able to get into work and not everybody has jobs that don't have an impact on other people. So it's been huge. And this one person at the top who's doing all of this there's been a very definite shift in public support 
for their cause because it's supportive to begin with but then it's a bit like you're being held to ransom and the wrong people are being held to ransom like you were saying um so yeah it's yeah well again and and not to not to keep dragging but just just one last time um let's say somebody had to use their holiday well come christmas time i'm sorry that's that's a you've had your holiday or even you've had one or two of your holiday days um and uh you know so presents don't happen um and i i was a salesman in my my 20s or my teens and 20s Uh, okay fine i was a telemarketer uh i know i carry that cross of shame but uh, if i again i was not on hourly if i didn't show up or i didn't make any sales Literally, I didn't get paid. There was no such thing as a holiday. There was no such thing as, uh, oh, we'll cover you. Um, so I'm just thinking that uh, you know, if 10% of the people are displaced by this, you know, um, out of 100% of people, let's say 90% of them are like, oh, it's okay, well, we'll muscle our through. But 10% just can't replace that income. Uh, that's going to create a shock in their lives, but then other people that rely on them to pay their bills or rely on them to do other things. And, um, yeah, you know, this kind of stuff happens every day, but this is, you know what? I'm sorry, but this is why we, this is why we dumped tea in the, in the, in the harbor back in Boston. It, it wasn't that you, we did nothing you know, against the British people. We just didn't like the idea of one person saying, I'm having a bad day, therefore all of you can suck it. And this guy gets under my skin, and um, I'd like to see how this plays out because I'm hoping that it won't, uh, you know, topple, you know, a whole lot of the the, uh, British mentality of, of how things should go. But uh, talk about an abuse of power. Mm. So again, what can we learn from this? We can learn that one tarot card is all you need to really open up a spread. I mean, imagine if we're in the middle of a spread, in the middle of a reading, and this card just really opened up or clarified everything around it. Because all of a sudden, it said, here's where the problem is. And, you know, um, we're... we're, um, we're cleaning house. The house is a mess. It's 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 run down. It's uh, got dust everywhere. There's trash in it. Well, let's just burn the house down. Well, then then there's no mess. This is literally burning the house down to to instead of cleaning it properly. Um, see, he's. Uh, I believe that this is causing another problem. So, if you can do this with one or two or even three cards in a spread, imagine how much more information you can give to your clients than uh, than the reader down the street who can't. So again, it's not to, not to sound like an infomercial, but this is this is why we have class so we can do this kind of stuff. Okay, I promise you. Uh, give give me a card and we'll start we'll start fresh. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Ten of Pentacles. Ten of Pentacles. 
Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm pulling three at once. Yeah, Tanner Magnolia's. Uh, okay, old guy sitting. Uh, I don't want to focus, focus on the old guy. It's always focusing on the old guy. It's the old guy in the very stately uh, manner with the uh, coats of arms and the uh, nice tapestry, probably Persian, hanging on the wall. I want to focus on the little chippy uh, who's chatting up the, uh, the security guard. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna literally go in from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am sweet talking my way past the gatekeeper because there's an important person. I need to meet with. So, applying it to myself. The Metropolitan Museum in New York, the Met, that's that's all I know it is. Um, apparently has one deck of cards, um, like 1910, 1920, something like that. Uh, one, of, one of yours, you know, the, the, the writer decks. But I, they, they apparently have like a 1910 deck, and um, it's it's back in the back, it's in the vault. But I want to be able to go in and and examine it front and back. I want to be able to take pictures of it for the the virtual museum that, that we're working on. By the way, the photographer I was supposed to come by today, but I I chased him off till tomorrow because I didn't want to put pressure on the podcast. But we're almost done with the principal photography. This is great. So the site will be up soon. So I want to get I want to get in and I want to see what deck they have because I know what decks look like. I, you know, I've been able to uh, work with some of the top researchers. But just talking to the, the, the front security guard isn't going to do any good. I want to I want to get in there and actually see that deck. So um, this ten of of, of coins is um, they've got this treasure that I'm schmoozing my way into um, for the education of my students. But I still have to play the game. I still got to go up and kiss a little ass and go into my cloud and tell them that I'd be very respectful and, you know, do the little dance that I need to do in order to uh, gain access to these cards. Does that make sense? Yes. Yay. Yay. All right, your turn. Okay, well, by reversing it, my I know you were focusing on uh, kind of the rear of the card, but obviously it's mm-hmm. flipped the focus for me now. So the focus is actually more on the old guy at the front. So, you know, reversed, rather than schmoozing your way into the museum and kind of greasing palms and talking to the right people and taking forever because you've got to talk to this person and then he says oh by the way have you met my friend joe and you get to know joe and then joe says go speak to bob over there and it's probably going to take you year year and a half to kind of grease the palms and talk to all the right people to go in and it's more a case of going well hang on a minute, slow and steady, slow and steady, slow and steady, but actually the person I need to speak to is there, so it's more of a direct line of action, and rather than kind of talking to this person, push them to the back, find out who it is you need to go and see, deep breath, go knock on that door, 
hi, I'm Dusty White, you have a deck, this is who I am, and talk your way into the office. So when it's not, you're not going to do it slow and steady. You're going to find out exactly who it is you need to speak to, and you are going to go knock on that door. The airiest way. I like that. Just go in and uh, John Wayne your way through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that a lot. That's uh, it's much better, much better path. All right. Same. Oh, Hierophant again. Screw that. Uh, oh, Ten of Cups. Nice, happy, easy card. Okay. Um, right. Ten of Cups. This is why I wish I had my exercise 11 because I like having them in front of me straight off and it makes it harder. Right. So, Ten of Cups for... Um, ah, I know. Okay. Ten of Cups for me. This is very much a real life scenario. Um, I was at work today. I have never played and never would play the victim card. And if anything, I'm probably too good at putting a very positive spin on circumstances. And we were just talking in the office today and I was talking about my life and the fact that, you know, why do I need a man? Because I've got my two cats that I absolutely adore and I've got the kids yeah. and life's nice and easy. And, you know, I do what I want when I want and everything's rosy and happy and I'm quite content with everything. Ten of Cups upright, Ten of Cups reversed. Let's fast forward two hours when I've walked in and I've had a big argument with my oldest and he's actually in the other room not talking to me at the moment. The cats are playing like delinquents. So we've been doing this podcast and I've had them scratching at doors and faffing around and, you know, everything else. And when I'm done talking with you, I need to go do the washing up and repair things with my son. So I've gone from this very glossy slightly mad cat lady magazine cover of my world which is all kind of rainbows and sparkles and everything else and then you flip that on your head and it's kind of looking beyond the gilded lily all is kind of not what it seems so it's what's going on underneath and the reality at the moment is I may present this very kind of rosy ideal but it's definitely rocky and not quite the kind of idealistic little golden glow that I was presenting in the office earlier. I love it. I, I, I think it's it makes sense. I'm sitting listening to your story going, I could totally see that. Okay, let me see if I can oh you know, give me a card and I'll tell you what, I'll do the same thing. I'll give you an upright and a burst and I'll see if I can uh, see if I can keep up with that. Okay. That was just magical. The chariot. Okay, let's see. So I'm going to, I want to see, avoid the obvious. Uh, I want to avoid the new car and I want to avoid the uh, bus driver, captain of the ship, person of interest. Look at me. I want to, I'm going to go a little different. Uh, you know, I, I, I just can't get off of this. Um, I just can't get off of this um, uh, electro ele electoral stuff. I, I love the – I'm fascinated by the fact that we have elections coming up. Not that I really care so much about politics, but the tarot really allows us insight that nobody else gets. Uh, we can We can see – 
how things are going to shape up. We can see who's running and, and how they're going to do. And, and we can see all kinds of obstacles and benefits that are coming down the road even before the news presents them. That's kind of the whole point. Otherwise, why would we mess around with this stuff? So um, I want to focus on the black and the white chariot. And uh, they say a house divided cannot stand. I'm well, obviously they say I've, I've heard it read it it's, apparently it's an old parable but United States is a country just divided in half and I think I think we are the real problem I think I think that's been the problem is that our politics have been so successfully divided now whether it's by conspiracy which would be kind of cool or just the inequalities of a uh, two-party system um, but we've got Black versus white. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm right-wing wacko. I'm a left-wing wacko. Um, we have people deeply entrenched in idealistic beliefs here. And um, this, this has been exacerbated, there's my word again, by the whole Obama thing. Um, we elected him because he was the first black president. Now, that shouldn't be news. It's not like it hasn't happened in other countries in the world. The color of your skin doesn't mean crap. But apparently it does here. You know, again, and I'm very, very glad that uh, that he was elected. I'm glad that we crossed that racial barrier. I, I'm glad that we've, you know, been progressive and kind of caught up to other parts of the world. It's like, hey, you know, okay, well, fine, we get that. Maybe then we can get some gender equality here. And... And again, so we can move on from this point and not not be stuck when the rich old white men are the only people that could possibly, you know, be considered for president. Um, but that being said, uh, this guy was a lightning rod. Um, the left says he was a Republican. The left says he was a walking well pussy. Didn't do much anything. Uh, you know, played the center card. And he didn't take democratic ideals far enough. You know, it's, he was a huge disappointment. He was a huge, oh, look at me, I'm president. Yay, whatever. Fucking Leo, you know, oh, yay, I made president. Well, good for you. The rest of us are worse off now. And then on the other side, oh, my God, they, you know, they called him King Obama. They still call him King Obama. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> You, you know how, how we feel about that. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's not a citizen. I mean, Donald Trump's still playing that card. He's not a citizen. So the, the right is skewering him like he has no reason to be in office and he probably shouldn't, you know, even be a citizen of America. It's like, what the hell? They're just trying to character assassinate him and then the left is like well you haven't done any you know whatever you've done for us lately you haven't done anything you haven't done anything so this guy it literally I, I guess I'll go to reverse this guy in office now um, is literally the chariot on its head um, I don't know you know I guess any president can steer us through um, a storm and, and it's not like we were left a, we were left a, well I'm gonna say it, we were left a big flaming bag of poo by his predecessor and cronies. Um, 
But what we needed was somebody to come to stand up and and take us in. We needed look. I'm sorry. We needed to to like steal your King Arthur. We needed somebody to come in with some balls and say, "That's it. This is how it's going to be, and that's it, and it's going to work." Chop, chop, chop. What we got was some guy like, trying to run around and do this and that, and and couldn't get his footing, and and he just didn't have the stones to say, "Look, I'm president. It was elected. It's going to be like this." So maybe we could have borrowed a king for a day and just say, "Here, you know, come in and, and and you know, make things work, and then we'll all be like, oh, oh my God, it actually works. Yeah, we're happy." So, uh, and and that goes another thing about the chariot uh, reversed. I, just, I guess I'm going with reversed chariot first is. Um, is he upright? That chariot guy, he's kind of like, his word is law on the battlefield. And he's the representation. Uh, matter of fact, that's a good card for a president, now that I think about it. Because the emperor really is kind of like king. I'm the emperor mm. boss. But the, the, the chariot's like a field general. That's what I always tell you guys in class. But that's really what a, uh, what a president is. He is only here for a short time. And, and his purpose is, I have been elected by a mandate to carry out a mission, much like a general. And once that mission's over, if, if I screw up, I can be court-martialed or, or I can be run out of the army or, you know, or my war record or, what, or you know, my legacy, you know, certainly president. Uh, although, what is it with our presidents and war records? I don't, I don't think we should elect presidents so they can build up war records. It's kind of like antithetical to what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so all of that ties back to this chariot reverse. It's like, wow, that's a, to me, that's an apt description. Oh, and Helios or, or, um, what is it? Apollo, the sun God, sun, Leo. Um, it really ties into a Leo president who, um, who stumbled. Don't know if it's his fault. I'm, I'm not that yeah. smart. I'm certainly not into politics, uh, you know, enough to, to, to know but was he sabotaged did he stumble uh, whatever but I don't think that this guy did the job that we thought he would I know the other side just destroyed him but hey if you're going to be president you got to know that people are going to throw rocks at your head you got to duck and weave man duck and weave or, or put on a helmet or just you know grow a sack so I'm, I'm deeply disappointed that we thought that we would come out the shining light on the hill, and I think we just kind of lurched along. So I think we have to, uh, and, and again, that goes back to the the black and white sphinx. You know, maybe 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 we as the people, or maybe we as the pundits, or whatever, whoever, uh, maybe the pundits are representative of, of us. Maybe we're just led by the media. Maybe that's it. Maybe upside down, the tail is wagging the dog. But in that sense, I think that deep division, the black versus white, the black versus white, I really think that that what is, is what caused the office of the president and whoever's in it from, from you know, standing up and, and doing what uh, a real man, you know, as far as president, I know it sounds sexist, but um, in that sense, what that person was supposed to do. Uh, so moving forward, um, I would say we have to write this. We have to we have to turn that frown upside yeah. down. We got to turn this this chariot upside down. We got to say, hey, we need somebody, Democrat, Republican, 
independent. Well, we've got Trump running as an independent. We've got Bernie, who is an independent. Bernie Sanders uh, running as a Democrat. I mean, but we need somebody to come in, take the fucking reins, and and get this crazy train back on back on track. Um, you know, I think this card is emblematic, and I don't like reading too much into one particular card. I tell you guys not to do that, but sometimes. And I think this card and the um, that tube card, the Hierophant, were, uh, were, again, here's another use of that word, emblematic. I think they were just the right card at the right time to show the theme of what's going on. Now, the details, we'd have to use some uh, pip cards, minor arcana, um, so-called, or uh, or even other cards to clarify or open this up. That's But you remember how to clarify and open up cards, right, Becky? Yes. And, uh, hell, that's why we have Batman and Robin. Um, damn it. Um, the hero and sidekick. Hero sidekick. Um, <laughs> as long as you guys know what I mean. So, uh, again, not to uh, hog the spotlight, but this whole exercise uh, is about being able to get to that point where you're going along and going along and one card just jumps out at you and you really feel like this card is just telling you all this information. And the more you can do that, the better readings you will get. You'll do like a 10 card reading. It will take an hour and a half and like sweating profusely going, Oh my God, I can't believe I just channeled all that information. Your client's like, uh, I hope that was recorded because I forgot to take notes and they throw a hundred dollar tip on you damn straight yeah you feel good this is real world stuff too this is not like oh you know this is I want you all to enjoy this i want you to i want you to enjoy the readings i want you to to enjoy getting big fat tips i want you to enjoy that sense of accomplishment going that's right see that i did that and i gave you solid information i want your clients to just go oh my it's never been like that ever in my life. You're like, that's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is in my head. That's what's going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Every time I walk it down, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, what do you think, Becky? Because I, I could talk all day, but that's not going to do anything. Well, just quickly, I wanted to apologize because I was the one that suddenly flipped the rules of that game because we were taking turns with one person doing the upright and the other reversed of the same card. So I can apologize. I have to apologize for that because I got a bit overexcited. But um... but I, well, I did say I played with that because it, I thought about it. And I thought, well, this will help for people who are doing it on their own at yeah. home and go. So there was an example for them. It's literally like, okay, now I'm going to get up from the table and jump over to the other side of the table and look at the, you know, look at the card as if I'm talking to that invisible person in the chair that I was just occupying. Well, I'll, I'll pretend that was a deliberate mistake on my part, as you say, gentlemen, yeah. dug me, sort of dug me out. But no, because um, having not done this exercise before and having obviously said to you, um, you know, I wanted to to look at reversals next, um, even while we've been doing this. I've been having my customary light bulb moments, which seems to happen every time um, we do this, because even just this evening, because I think I was guilty before of just flipping the meaning of the card. You know, upright means yes, down means no, at its most basic. Um, 
whereas what I've loved about this is I haven't thought about it as a, a mirror before and when it's kind of the reverse of the situation because I think if you're just literally reversing the meaning it's like we were saying at the beginning you might as well just do your kind of set meanings and you know read within that boundary and you know I think I've taken the pressure off myself in the fact that you just let that pop come in your head and you trust it and you just go with it um and I think that's what I'd hope people do as well because I've always been probably too intellectual about it and not trust the intuition and even in a practice scenario and I've seen it in the podcast and I've seen it in study groups where the cards play ball even though you're only practicing um and I think it's just it's kind of it's just going and letting that side go because you can feel when you're in that kind of zone and I think this evening's been brilliant and I know how much it's helped me so I hope people give it a go, whether they're on their own or, you know, practicing with someone. I found this really useful and I'm hoping we can kind of stick with reversals for a little bit longer. I'd like to see what we come up with. Yeah. Uh, got a little bit of an idea for a game for next week. Mm. Uh, it's, it's half-baked, so uh, we're going to have to... Uh, Let it cook. Yeah, see, see how it f- fleshes out. Um, hopefully, I will remember to um, work on it before you know, before we get together, and uh, we'll see. But uh, again, as long as we have fun and interesting ways to practice, because that's really what it comes down to. Our practice, we gotta practice. It's all about hands-on time. And the whole point of the exercise is in the books, the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. And for those of you who don't know, the second book is Advanced Tarot Secrets. So we have the white book and the black book. Hey, they the big sphinxes. Mm. It just turned out that way. Um, but the whole point of the exercises and the games and the, and the education of that book is you're going to need hands-on time. And I needed to come up with ways to give you things to do, exercises and games, for example, that simulated as close as possible the real-life experiences that you will encounter when you're reading for a client. So, uh, again, I'm a huge believer in the wax-on, wax-off method. Um, You know, lots of muscle memory, lots of perfect practice Practice is practice, but perfect practice builds um, skill. And uh, when when you're out there in the real world, and you know you need an instinctive response to something, um, all of this will come into play. Well, you've seen it, Becky, because you're doing it. To you, I literally, I love doing these podcasts with you because you are a walking testimonial. You were a real life person who came in and said, I don't know much. And then you had fun. You tried, you put your mind to it and you didn't put Herculean effort to it. Cause no offense, but uh, I know that you didn't have a lot of time. You got uh, a job and two kids and some cats and a little bit of personal life might be nice. Plus you need to sleep. Yeah. It's not like you have uh, time to sit around and eat bonbons all day and study the tarot. Um, so, with a with an overactive schedule, you still have made tremendous progress, manifested things, 
become really good at reading the cards and still have time to put in a podcast. So um, you're an example that uh, that we can all do it. And so I, I'm just the luckiest son of a bitch around. <laughs> and I'm just blushing. But I also think that it, it basically throws out, there's no excuse out there that people could make that they couldn't do this. And if they do, I think they're just making excuses to themselves. And I just kind of... I need to kind of, I mean, we were talking about the kind of rabble rousing and stuff this evening. And I really Yay, think I need to go out with my placard because I know what a difference people make. And I don't know whether, you know, I'm a kind of fairly cynical English woman. And, you know, we kind of take a lot of stuff <laughs> with a pinch of salt and it's like infomercials. Yeah, right. Whatever. Roll your eyes. But actually, you know, stand on my soapbox, go there with my placard because this does work. And I say it over and over and over again. And I, I just, I don't think if people are even, you know, only 10% convinced, they ha- you've given them a way of doing this where they've literally got nothing to lose. Literally nothing. And it's almost kind of, I almost want to sort of say, well, if you don't believe it works, give it a go and kind of prove you wrong. If you want to know how to do this and you're going to go into this kind of open-minded will do and let us prove you right. You know, it's kind of, there's nothing, there's nothing to lose. And you know what I was like years ago. I was the kind of, okay, I'm going to put a card down and I'm going to look in the little white book and I'll tell you what it means. And then I'll come back again. And then I'm going to try and link it up and might have steam coming out my ears at the end of it. If you told me five, (laughs) 10 years ago, I was going to see a union boss in the Hierophant, I'd have laughed at you. But that's the magic of what you do. It it opens those doors. So that's my ranty bit over. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. And uh, again, this all comes from years of screwing it up. And I, I'd, I'd rather, rather displace my ego and let you guys say, look, let me be the schmuck. Let me be the dope who spent 15 years, you know, because I started really, really early and, you know, went through my teenage years, my early 20s, like, oh, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to be the most powerful wizard in the world, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It's, without a teacher, it's hard. You know, I, I was like, wow, you know, because I'm battling the idea of, oh, this stuff is crap. Oh, there's no such thing as magic. Oh, is this actually going to work for me? Um, you know, and I couldn't run around and tell people about it because it what have you been playing too much Dungeons and Dragons, uh, nerd boy? I, I mean, it just now I not, not like back in my day, but yeah, back in my day we didn't have video games. Uh, well, back in my day we did. It was like we had Pong, <laughs> but the point is that um, we didn't have World of Warcraft. So the idea of, of the open discussion—I mean, yes, we had Tolkien. But only nerds read Tolkien. We didn't have Harry Potter where everybody read Harry Potter. We didn't have movies. Of, I mean, we had movies, but you know, we didn't have like these, these sweeping, you know, eight Harry Potter movies and three Lord of the Rings movies and and then the, the Hobbit movies and, and, and all this stuff. Um, we didn't have the cultural support. It was really hidden in the closet. So the idea of studying this stuff, um, you know, we had to, uh, well, again, you you know better than I do because it was in your own backyard. You had the, the the high and mighty exalted golden dawn where everybody came up with fake names and it was freighter this and freighter that and they would use code names so as not to embarrass themselves in proper society. Now you can't have free and open discussion 
under those circumstances. You can't have a true educational system and exploration of metaphysical concepts in an intelligent way when everybody's so cloistered and they're covering it up and the only people who do know anything are so ego driven they're like, Oh, look at me. My name is uh my name's not Ed. It's Alistair. Don't call me Ed. Nobody calls me Ed except my dad and he died and left me a lot of money. My name's Ed Alistair. Uh, unless I'm a Russian Viscount, then then I'm changing my name. Um, yeah. So again, Crowley running around changing his name, changing his heritage. I'm Scottish. No, I'm Russian. No, I'm British. No, pick one. You know. And don't get me started on that jerk Mathers. So these people left information that I read, and I'm scratching my head, going, why doesn't this make sense? Um, so I just want people to really be able to get this. And, and honestly, I burned out on reading for the public a long time ago. I mean, you know, there, there's people who've read more people than I have, but that's because I, I gave up after tens of thousands of people. Some people are in the high tens of thousands of people because they read and read and read and they work on the phone lines where you get constant, you know, people in and over and in and over because that's, that's a quick way to build up the number of people you read for over a course of a couple of years. And it's not quite the same as being in person, but it's a lot harder. And, uh, you know, plus you got to be Johnny on the spot and you, but you do meet a lot of people that way. Um, so there's very, you know, various different ways that, that, uh, you can all do this. But the thing is that I've been there, I've done it, I'm just so tired of it, I'm glad that I have a chance to help somebody else do it, because it's a fun thing to do, and it's a, uh, it's a great skill to have. Um, I hope that nobody pushes themselves too hard that they get burned out on reading for people. But I'm also getting a little tired of banging my head against the wall. Um, I really want people to learn this, and I know that in this industry there's nothing but skepticism. And it makes sense. It's like, oh, I don't want to lose my money. And, and worse than that, people don't want to believe in hokum. They don't want to believe in, in fairy tales and then have people laugh at them. Aha, you believe in that. And uh, they, a lot of people don't want to be pagans on parade. They don't want to um, you know, go around the the big look at me robes I, I wear black and have a robe because i'm cool and people are like oh okay you're just a guy in a robe a lot of people are you know let's say closeted uh because that's not their thing and all of this just serves to bury the information and uh my attitude is via con dios go go with god However you want to dress, whatever festivals you want to go to. I love dress up. I love festivals. If you want to on the parade, great. If you want to wear a suit and tie, great. But I want people to have this enhanced knowledge and this uh, enhanced awareness. But uh, not at the point of where uh, I'm going to stop living my life. I've done, I've done that for too long. So I'm thinking after this astrology book... Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be doing a full astrology course for everybody. I might just teach a handful of people what I know and then put the book out for the masses. Um, but I might have blown my load on all this tarot stuff, putting so much effort and energy into it. So I really hope that, um, well, you know, you know, Camelot lasts forever. While we're here, 
I hope people take advantage. Go to easytarotlessons.com. Sign up. Get get your lessons while I'm still offering them. Because um, who knows? You know, I might just say fuck it all. And um, those who know it, they get it. Those who don't, well, you know. Sorry. What else is there to say? And uh, this isn't a game. This is, I'm not like, you know, this isn't some kind of sales pitch. I'm just letting everybody know. I'm giving you guys notice. Um, I'm tired. I'm tired and shagged out following a prolonged squawk. I actually am. And um, I've got other things to do. I've got the astrology to do. I want to do astrology for witches. I want to get that damn deck that I've been working 23 years trying to find the right artist or trying to find any artist. Um, it's a long story. Um, I've got the one-year course on magic I want to do. I've got the lunar magical uh, uh, or, uh, lunar magical calendar of days, which... Uh, for some reason, nobody's done yet. Like people have done lunar uh, calendars and magical calendars. But uh, when you see what I've got, why hasn't anybody done this before? I don't know. Um, but all these things are being held up because um, I'm stopping and doing the teaching. And I think I'm getting a little selfish in my old age. I think I want to just get these projects out. And uh, people read them, great. If they don't, that's fine, too. I just... Uh, want to get the information out there but I don't know if I want to put all the put forth all the effort to uh, you know the sales and the marketing and the, and the, the all the invisible stuff that goes with running a business it's, it's just mind-numbing um, I don't know if I want to do that to get the education to the public so um, I don't know um, I hope people will sign up for the tarot classes. It's, that's why we do this. That's why we do this stuff for free. And uh, in the future, if I feel I've got some support, I, I, I may just do it for astrology. I may do it for manifestation classes. Uh, or I may just take all of Aphrodite's Book of Secrets and um, say, you know what, fuck it. I'll just do what everybody else has done in the past. I'll form a, a little secret society like the Golden Dawn or, or the OTO or something else. I'll just teach the initiates. And um, like Skull and Bones Club in Harvard. It's like, no, no problem. You know, this, this information doesn't have to be for everyone. I always thought it did, but it's just too much for one person to to uh, to have to run the business. So, uh, if you're listening to this, I I hope you take action. If you don't, and I promise you this: if anybody's listening and you think I'm full of shit, I promise you one thing: if you don't take these lessons. I'll still sleep well at night. You may not get everything you want in life, but that will no longer be my problem mm. because I've done everything I can to reach out and and you know help you get this. But if you're smarter than I am and you think oh, it's all hokum, that's fine. You know, again, buy a condios, motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. It's not my fault. It's not my problem. Um, other than that, look, while I'm here, I'm happy to help. But I know that I spent my lifetime trying to figure out if there was such a thing as, let me put this in quotes, magic. Because I didn't want to. Yeah, I have four planets of Capricorn, Mercury, Moon, Venus, Mars. Look it up in the book. I'm, I'm a stick in the mud. This is, you know, this is why I'm, I'm such a pragmatic son of a bitch. Like, don't fool me with a bunch of, you know, stuff. I mean, I may read Harry Potter and go, ah, oh, it's, a, it's a 
good book. That's that's fun. But I walk down the street and I go, that's a car, that's a horse. I don't see a unicorn. I I don't see any flying griffins or you know Avada Kedavra people pointing wands and stuff, unless they're you know role playing or some kind of crazy shit. Um, so that's 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 it. You know, I want I want you guys to benefit from my experience and knowledge. And if you're seeking true power, come on in. The water's fine. If uh, if you don't believe in it, I'm I'm just, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not going to try to make you guys believe it. Um, but in the end, this life isn't a dress rehearsal, and I want every one of you to realize that. You either do something or you don't. And uh, I'm not here to scold you. I'm just here to to tell you that. We're all going to get old one day and we're all going to look back and go. And then at that point, like, hey, I did it. Or, oh, I, I, I could have been a contender. You don't understand. It was you, Charlie. It was always you. All right. Enough ranty rant. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Becky, so much. Thank you for being here. I, I always have a good time with you. Oh, thank you. Um, Next week, we'll we'll do a new reversals game. And uh, now with 50% less rant. <laughs> All right. Have, have a good night, and thank you for staying up. All right. Thank you. Bye. Dusty White is the author of the best-selling books, The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and Advanced Tarot Secrets. If you haven't signed up to get all of our free lessons, please stop what you're doing and hop on over to EasyTarotLessons.com. Signing up takes all of 30 seconds. Give us your name and email, and we will teach you techniques most readers never learn over a lifetime.